Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stephen Jarvis Reviews Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Stephen Jarvis, and today I want to talk to you about Halloween. Yes, the 1978 classic by John Carpenter, which later would spawn on many sequels, some of them good, some of them bad, and some of them downright ugly, including uh, two remakes. Well, yeah, two. Um... And today, with talking about the 1978 classic Halloween, we're also talking about its impact, who it made as stars, and beyond. Sorry about that. So, where I begin, we all know somewhat of the backstory of Michael Myers. He was six years old when he murdered his sister, Judith. He was 21 when he escaped. Um, and killed Lori's friends Annie, Bob, and Linda. Also killed a uh, tow truck driver early on when he, after he escaped from Smith's Grove. And you also know about the love-hate relationship between him and Dr. Loomis. So, our story begins with, as I said before, it's a pretty much a suburban-type neighborhood back in the 70s. And on this night, it hap- so happens that um, a young trick-or-treater or young boy by the name of Michael Audrey Myers goes in to his house and goes up and murders his sister Judith Myers, comes out of the house. His parents are like, Michael, all shocked at what had, what, why he's carrying a knife that's bloody, um, we fast forward to uh, Loomis and Nurse Chamber Marion Chambers going to go get Michael at Smith's Grove to bring him to a courtroom where hopefully he'll be even locked up for the rest of his life and never see the light of day until the day he dies, or so we think. Uh, Michael escapes, goes and kills a... We never see this on... We never see this kill, but he goes after he escapes and kills a truck driver or a a tow truck driver and steals his um, overalls. We also don't see him go and get the mask or knives or anything like that. But what we do see is a young Laurie Strode played by Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is tasked by her father um, to go and drop off a key for the Myers house because her father, which we never see this happen, is trying to sell the Myers house. And uh, you meet Tommy Doyle, who's the boy that Laurie Strode's going to babysit that night. And, you know, if you've seen this movie, you know what happens after all this stuff. Um, if you haven't, I truly recommend it. Um, it is a horror movie gem. It actually, to me, started the advent of what we call slasher films. And it later spawned such films as Friday the 13th, um, Prom Night, Terror Train, um, Scream later in the 90s. Um, and a lot of host of other ones that would come after Halloween that would try and cash in on the appeal of Halloween. 
Um, so that's a brief synopsis or story of this movie. John Carpenter, being one of the greatest revolutionary minds of his time as a director, can't give him enough credit for, one, wanting to put his name on this movie. He even said that, you know, hey, if this movie's a success, I want people to know that it's because I directed the movie. Not being, you know, some people could say, oh, well, you know, he was, that's his ego. Well, you also got to realize before this movie, he had Assault on Precinct 13. He had many or a few other movies before the Halloween. Halloween is always considered his masterpiece. Though, in my mind, it's always been films like um, The Thing, The Fog, um... Of course, Assault on Precinct 13, the original one. And, you know, many other ones I came up with. Um, Escape on, from New York, which was a really good movie with Kurt Russell in the title role as Snake Plissken. But back to what I'm saying. Also, you got to realize that if it fails, John Carpenter's name is at the top of it. So if it never became what it was, or what it is, I should say, if it bombed, he would never work again in his life. You know, and I I truly applaud him for fighting for that. That, you know, hey, if it's successful, I want people to know that I'm the one that made it. And, you know, he, he picked out a lot of good actors to play the characters. Um, Sam Loomis is played by the late, great Donald Pleasance. Um, you have Laurie Strode, who is played by the very talented Jamie Lee Curtis, also, you know, Activia, Activia. Um, <laughs> and, you know, you have Sheriff Lee Brackett, played by Charles Cyphers, who has been in numerous um John Carpenter films. He was in Assault on Precinct 13. He was uh, in Escape from New York. He was in a few other ones. Um, the Fog and all that. Uh, John Carpenter reused actors that he worked with before. You can tell if you've seen any of his other movies that he likes the particular group of actors that he's worked with. And that he uses that to his advantage in his later films. Um, Michael Myers, of course, played by Nick Castle, Tony Moran, and a few other people. The score by John Carpenter was amazing. I, I uh, remember watching the documentary on Halloween and uh, Lady laughed about watching it before the music was put in and said oh this will be never this movie will is so funny and so john carpenter goes back writes the score himself puts it in shows it and the place goes bonkers scary as all hell um and i think another thing that people also need to know about the movie was that this movie at first was not 
an overnight success. It took critics to say, hey, you know, I've seen this movie. Go and see it for yourself. Great movie. And then it becomes the cult classic that it's become, you know. And what makes Halloween such a success in the horror genre slash slasher genre you look back at what came before you had the text chainsaw massacre you had uh black christmas you know not the other two remakes which don't even get me started on that and you have one of stranger calls these movies set what would later become the horror genre but granted, where Text Chainsaw Massacre, Black Christmas, um, When a Stranger Calls and all them failed was that they were pretty much drive-in movies. They're pretty much a movie that you would see at a drive-in. Granted, Text Chainsaw Massacre, I think, was different in that regard, but it still didn't get that notoriety as what Halloween would. Um, so Halloween really transcends all those movies. And in my opinion, there's only one horror franchise I truly, truly love, and that's Halloween. I mean, I remember I was born in 1993. So in, what was that? 1999, I was six years old. And they played, and it was around Halloween time. Um the year before, you had Halloween H2O, a.k.a. Halloween 20 Years Later, and it showed up on Halloween in 99. And my brother and my father um, were watching this movie, and I was so afraid. I had nightmares for, I would say, many years because I saw that face, that explode that expressionless face, the mask of Michael Myers and thought, Jesus, you know, that is what got me hooked. Um, also gave me very many nightmares and my parents can attest to that. Um, it was also my first horror movie that I watched. That was just like, wow, you know, what? what is going on? You know, why is... Why does this person do this? You know, and nowadays you got to real, you got to figure out with movies or should I tell people why he did this? You don't need to. That's what makes Michael Myers so good. And I know in the later sequels and the two Rob Zombie remakes, they made it so much about why he's doing it that they forgot what made this franchise successful. You know, and I'm not here to crap on any of the sequels because a lot of them were really good. Some of them were kind of garbage. The remakes were trash um, because they got to, I think why Rob Zombie's remakes didn't work to me was because you, you put them in a white trash environment where you're trying to be like, okay, he was part of abusive family. You know, his mom's boyfriend or whatever his stepfather was very abusive to them and you try and make him out to be like nowadays 
oh, you know, we should feel so bad for him, or, oh, he was such a nice kid, and then this stuff happened to him. Screw that. You know, I don't want to know that. Okay? And in my opinion, I really don't care. What made Michael Myers scary in the originals was that we didn't know his story of what made him snap that fateful night to where he kills his sister, waits until he escapes from the Smith's Grove, and just starts killing people. We didn't need to know that. You don't need that element of, oh, well, he was depressed, so that's why he kills. No, we don't need that. We just need to know that, A, a he's a killer, and B, he can't die. He can take this onslaught of bullets. He can get shot six times in the heart. He can be set on fire. It won't kill him. That's all you need. And I think with a lot of movies nowadays is they try and say, well, he did this because he's from a fractured home. He, No, girls love him. Blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. You know? And I think that's what really took away from the myth. Uh, mystique, so to say, of Michael Myers. Um, I also want to say that without this movie, you probably would have never heard of Jamie Lee Curtis. She'd have probably had to have waited for many years to get her name out there. Who knows? Again. Um, but I think without this movie, you have no Friday the 13th. Because even Sean Cunningham said in the documentaries of Friday the 13th that it was a ripoff of Halloween. And some people can argue that all they want, but it it was. It really was a ripoff of Friday, of Friday the 13th. Halloween. And I would almost say that Friday the 13th in the kill department and somewhat in the story department was superior. Granted, Michael Myers was... Michael Myers didn't do a lot of... In the original one, he didn't do a lot of all the stuff that Jason would later become part of with all the cool kills and all that. No, that happened in Halloween 2 and then later on. Um... I think that without this movie, we really wouldn't have a slasher genre. We'd have maybe Nightmare on Elm Street, maybe. I don't think we'd have Scream. Um, I don't think we'd have... I, I, I think had Halloween not been made, I think we would have had Tex Chainsaw. Black Christmas, and When a Stranger Calls being our, that would be our horror genre. I, I don't think you would have had a movie, if Halloween isn't made, you don't have a movie to copy off a formula to make it work. Um, you know, I look at Michael Myers as kind of like the shark from Jaws, and that you can do whatever you want to it, but it keeps coming and it doesn't stop.
or also like the Terminator. You know, um, <laughs> you look at the Terminator movie, the first one, and compare it to Halloween, you have two unstoppable things that will murder you, that want to murder you, that want to come after you, that, um, that wants to do harm to you, and it won't stop no matter what. You can't plead with it. You can't, you can't do anything but hopefully run and survive. Um, I, I think the impact really, and I keep going back to the impact of Halloween. Halloween created so much that I think if you wouldn't have had the sequels and skipped from Halloween 1 to Halloween 2018, I think it would have been one hell of a, like, wow. You know? This is weird. How did this happen and all that stuff? And um, I think also you would have had many other uh, you know, I, I think what really makes this franchise one of the best, in my opinion, the best horror franchise out there is that it's some the first couple of movies were really grounded um i'd probably say one and two maybe were the were the ones that were grounded um three had the whole it wanted to be the twilight zone type atmosphere to it which who knows if number three and i've said this to many people i think what bogged it down was that it was called Halloween. If you would have just had a movie called Season of the Witch, you it probably makes a lot more money. But to me, Halloween 3 is still a good movie. Granted, I don't think it should be considered canon or whatever you want to call it, however you want to say it. Um, but then you go into Halloween 4 and beyond, and it's just bloodbath. Um, I, like I said before, I think if you would have just had the first one and kept it at that and then waited until 2018 or whatever to have a, a sequel, it would have even been even better. Um, Halloween 2 is still a great movie. Um, some consider it better than the first one. I myself consider it, a, it's a great sequel. I think you could even have stopped the franchise after Halloween 2 and then decided down the road, okay, let's make a 3. Or let's make a... Yeah, let's make a 3. And then have it that way. But... With all good things, it later became saturated with what it was doing. Um, a lot of different people trying to piece together all the crap 
and then it the franchise kind of lost its way, comes back, loses its way again, and then you have Blumhouse pick it up, and you're getting one of the best comeback stories in Halloween 2018, and then whatever happens with Halloween kills, you know, and then Halloween ends if they even get that far. So yeah, I I just I hope you guys like this episode and if you want me to go more in depth with this, don't feel like you have to just be like, oh, you know, I can't tell them that. You can e- always email me at stevenjarvis10 at gmail.com or send me a message on here or go on my Twitter at Steven Jarvis and you know message me and be like, hey, you know, you didn't really do much with this episode. Could you elaborate more on it? And I can always do that. Um, Also, places to listen to my podcast, you can be on here at anchor.fm slash Stephen Jarvis. You could always go to Breaker, um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. Um, I hope you guys like this. I think next Friday, I will be talking about, I think next Friday will just be, uh, what I want to do, and you guys can agree with this or not, it's up to you, Um, hopefully sometime soon, I want to put up a poll on Twitter, and have you guys decide what I talk about. You know, if you want me to talk about video game, you want me to talk about music, you want me to talk about um, movies. Um, I won't talk about politics. I will I will not do that. Um, so that is my episode today. Um, don't forget, please, please show your support. It means a lot, guys. I never thought I'd make it this far. We're coming up to a year of me doing this podcast. I know that I forgot about last Friday. I am sorry. I've been trying to fix um, some of the stuff going on here at home. And I will hopefully have a next another episode ready for you guys for Friday, next Friday. Um, I'll even try and make it one on Monday, possibly Wednesday. We'll see. Um, hopefully get my fiance on here one day and just yes with her. All right, guys. Well, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys are the driving force behind this podcast. And as always, this is Stephen Jarvis signing off. Thank you and good night. Goodbye.